2: This is SoCal Live with Scott Furrow. Join the conversation now by texting Scott in the SoCal Live studio at 213-537-3812.
1: Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Southern California Live. I'm Pastor Scott Furrow, and today is Bare Minimum Monday. Have you heard of this before? It's the idea that because Mondays can be stressful... You should just do the bare minimum to get through it.
3: You knew it was time for something new. So one Monday last year, you woke up and gave yourself permission to do the absolute bare minimum for work that day. And everything felt different. The pressure was gone. Your work was easier. And you felt better.
1: Do you uh, do you practice bare minimum Mondays? It's a thing, I guess. And, uh, you know, I don't know. I like the idea. Maybe I'll just play some tunes for the next two hours and uh, take it easy today. You know, what, what music? We could just do an old call-in show, you know. And uh, maybe I can give you the Scott Furrow's top forty, you know. I'm I'm Scott Furrow. Here's today's countdown. I'm Scott Furrow. Anyway, welcome to Southern California Live. We are going to talk about this. It is a serious thing that some people are doing. There's a serious side to it, right? People are facing a lot of burnout and they're tired. And there's a reason for that, I think, too, that we can talk about. But what do you think? Give me a call, 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. You can also send me an email at SoCalLive at KKLA.com, SoCalLive at KKLA.com. All right, so I want to know if you practice bare minimum Mondays, this is a thing. It's a thing, and uh, it's how you deal with uh, Monday. You know, if you're having uh, that kind of feeling about Monday, I
4: gotta get out of
3: here.
1: I think I'm gonna lose it.
4: Uh-oh, sounds like somebody's got a case of the Mondays.
1: All right, so here is bare minimum Monday. It uh, started on TikTok, by the way. A TikTok creator and startup founder, Marissa Joe Mays, has gone viral for the about the past year, so it's catching on everywhere. Doing something called bare minimum Mondays. It helps her avoid the dread and the pressure, she says, that many people feel when returning to work on Mondays. And I guess there's another thing called scary Sundays or uh, Sunday scaries is what it's called. And it's the anxiety you feel on Sundays. Now, this is assuming, of course, that you've got Saturday and Sunday off. Most people do. I suppose it can be, you know, if you have Wednesday and Thursday off in your job, maybe you have Thursday scaries because you go back to work on Friday. You can just apply it, you know, to your situation. Uh, but sometimes people, I guess on Sundays, they're just have so much anxiety about going back to work on Monday that Sunday is kind of wrecked because of that. And she says that it helps by quote, starting the week, prioritizing yourself as a person over yourself as an employee. You know, so I, uh, I'm, I'll be honest with you. I'm tired today. I had a busy weekend and not a bad busy weekend. Um, and, uh, it, it, I got some things done this weekend that I needed to get done. We got some work around the house done, and that was good. But the reason we got that done was because we had a house guest. My wife's cousin, who she grew up with, who lives in Michigan, now came uh, to visit. And she's really coming to California to uh, for a work thing, but she came early. And so uh, Saturday night, we drove to LAX to get her. Now, uh, driving to LAX kind of ruins my day anyway, but we didn't get there until, uh, I don't know, it was 7 o'clock, I think, before we picked her up. And uh, we picked her up in Terminal Two at LAX on Saturday night. That means we got out of LAX around ten o'clock. It didn't take that long, but it took a long time to get home. We don't really live that far, as far as the crows fly. But uh, we got home, and uh, you know, talked for a while, stayed up kind of late, and uh, on on Sunday the plan was to drive her to her conference, which was in Orange County. So we had a little bit of a drive. So I gave her the Scott tour tour of LA, the Scott Furrow, Scott tour, Scott Furrow tour of LA. And uh, I love giving the Scott Furrow tour of LA, especially to people from out of state or people who really haven't been to Los Angeles before. When I lived in San Diego, I used to do that quite a bit. And, um, and it was a lot of fun. And Hollywood Boulevard, by the way, is one of my favorite places to go for the Scott Furrow tour of L.A., especially if you're from out of state. You know why? Because it does not look like you imagine it. And I love to pull up and go, here's where they do the Oscars. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's uh, it's kind of a dump. It just is. It just is not glamorous, right? You think – I think that when you're from out of state and you come and you see Hollywood Boulevard, what you're expecting is Rodeo Drive, right? Something fancy and high-end stores, and this is the height of glamour in Hollywood, and what you get is not even Rodeo Drive, right? It's a little bit messy, and I think it's better than it used to be, frankly, um, a few years ago, I wouldn't probably even take you on that tour. There's, there's been some improvements, and that's good. Anyway, it's all blocked off, by the way, because of the Oscars. I forgot all about that show. Um, or is it Fight Night now? What do we call it? Anyway, that's this weekend, so we couldn't even do it. Anyway, all that's to say, it was a long day. We finally get down to Orange County, and then I got to drive all the way back, and in traffic, and Saturday, you know, Sunday traffic, people coming back. All that is to tell you that I wake up today, it's Monday, and I'm tired, and I'm thinking, you know what, I got to push through. And I start planning for the show, and I notice this thing called Bare Minimum Mondays. If you just joined us, this is Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow, and we're talking about Bare Minimum Mondays and this idea that on Monday, when you feel the pressure of getting back into your work week, that maybe it's a good idea to uh, just take it easy on Mondays, not really do uh, everything that maybe you used to do and just kind of ease into it. And it started on TikTok with a user named Marissa Joe Mays is her name. And uh, she's all, all over the place on TikTok. And uh, here's her describing Bare Minimum Mondays.
3: Here's how you can do Bare Minimum Mondays if you have a more traditional job. I totally get that.
1: Now she's talking about a more traditional job because she quit her other job. She works for herself. Now, if you work for yourself at home, I'll bet you can uh, do what you want a little bit better. Right. But this is she's this is something that's taking off now with regular people's jobs. So you go to the office, you go do something, you work somewhere. And I'd love to know what you think about this. Is this a good idea or not? Or do you practice this? You can give me a call. 888-528-2557. 888-528-2557 is the number. All right, she's describing bare minimum Mondays.
3: Here's how it goes. Here's how you can do bare minimum Monday if you have a more traditional job. I totally get this. I used to have the same boss. The very first thing you want to do is remove any wishful thinking tasks from your list. Tuesday, you can overachieve. Once you've condensed your to-do list as much as possible...
1: Now, she says Tuesday you can overachieve. But wouldn't that mean that you now have the Monday scaries? I'm just... Just thinking ahead. Anyway,
3: rest of your bare minimum Monday actually happens in your brain. The reason I began this in the first place is because I was putting so much pressure on myself. that It was hard for me to do anything. One thing I know would have helped me when I was in corporate is to think to myself, where might I be putting unnecessary pressure on myself? Like, what are you overly stressed about that you just don't need to be stressed about? What can you choose to not care about today, knowing that it actually won't make a difference? Where can you choose to be a little bit nicer to yourself today? Where can you cut yourself some slack? That is where most of the bare minimum Monday work comes in. It's not actually about your schedule.
1: It's about yourself. See, she used the word self an awful lot, I thought, in that uh, in that category there. And you have to take care of yourself, right? There's there is a balance. One of the words that she used there was burnout. And we are seeing that people are burned out, right? People are working tremendous hours. Sometimes they're working multiple hours. When I was in full-time ministry, that was a big deal. Pastors burning out. And, uh, you know, you get to this place where you're just working constantly, and sometimes you have to have multiple jobs, and or you're driving Uber, you're doing something on the side, you got a side gig, you're doing this, right? This is part, this is a cultural problem. So her solution is to, when you face your Mondays, whatever day of the week Monday is for you, if you have a different kind of job, maybe you work on the weekends. But for most of us, we don't work on the weekends. We hit Sunday. It's called the Sunday Scaries, where you start to get anxious about whatever it is you got to do on Monday. And uh, she's just saying, you know what, forget it. Uh, just keep Monday easy. So this is what she does. She says... Uh, on a bare minimum Monday, I don't take meetings and I take it slow for the first two hours. I'll do some reading, some journaling, maybe some stuff around the house. It's two hours of no technology, no checking email, just doing whatever I need to do to feel good starting my day. So that's how you begin your bare minimum Monday. And then she says, around 10 o'clock or so, I let myself do whatever I want creatively. It could be shooting content or making visuals for my brand. It's work-related, but I make sure it's creative work that I enjoy. I'll do an hour. This is from an interview that uh, she did. I'll do an hour of that before breaking for lunch or for a walk. Then I do my main work tasks for two hours. I'm not multitasking. I'm not distracted. I'm not on my phone. If I'm not done after all of that, I'll do another hour, but it's usually no more than that. My Monday workday is shorter because it's really focused work and I get the same amount done as my old eight hour workdays. Is that true? If you're working shorter, do you get and and if so, does that mean what does that mean? To me that means and maybe I'm old, you know, maybe I just have an old sense of the workday. But if you can get your job done in four hours, the same job it used to take, the same amount of work that it used to take you eight hours to do, um, you know, as somebody who has hired people, as somebody who has been a manager before, this sounds to me like I need a part-time employee, not a full-time employee. That's just what I'm thinking, right? It sounds to me that if it's taking you four hours to do what used to take you eight hours to do, uh, I've got some questions, what do you think about this? 888-528-2557. And I want all sides of this, right? So if you're somebody who has felt like, you know what, um, this works for me. I'm stressed out on Mondays, and Mondays I get less done because I feel like I have so much weight on my shoulders going into the week that I'm doing this and it's working. Or maybe you're thinking this this makes me – gives me more anxiety. I think for me it gives me a little more anxiety, the idea that I'm going to head into Monday and not do stuff that's that's how way i'm feeling this so she she continues to write this by the way this is southern california live call me up tell me what you think the number is 888-528-2557 888-528-2557 we're talking about bare minimum mondays and uh bare minimum mondays is this new idea that says what you should do on monday in your workplace assuming you work monday through friday that that's your work schedule that you just take it easy on Monday. You do the things that you enjoy. You make sure that you take some personal time. So you take a walk, you take a nap, you go out and uh, do the things that you need to do uh, for Mondays. Uh, Is this a good thing? Is this the, the angle here is that it's supposed to prevent burnout, that it is supposed to reduce the anxiety that you start to feel on Sundays because of so much work to do? Uh, what do you think? Eight 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 five two eight two five five seven. 528 She continues this TikToker, and maybe this is why we're trying to get rid of TikTok, right? Um, it is, uh, um, excuse me, just a second there. She. It is one of these things where we have, um, sorry, I got distracted there. See, maybe I need a bare minimum Monday. I'll just start playing some tunes. Um, she says this about herself. She says, you know, um, I'm neurodivergent. She says this in an article. And I think for neurodivergent people, we often do mental lifting that neurotypical people don't do in order to mask or fit in. This is the third article today that I read with the, with somebody calling themselves neurodivergent. And you know, what is, what is neurodivergent? Is it a thing? Uh, So I looked it up. The term neurodivergent describes people whose brain differences affect how their brain works. That means they have different strengths and challenges from people whose brains don't have those differences. That's what it says on Google. Um, And I'm thinking, don't we all have this? Aren't we all neurodivergent from each other? Don't we all just think differently differently? um and then i looked it up and uh, in an article in forbes it says it's a non-medical term that can be applied to people sometimes with adhd or autism or even down syndrome but actually it's something that you just apply to yourself for your own reasons and that actually people with adhd or autism or down syndrome don't particularly like the term forbes says that neurodivergence is a social theory not a diagnosis explains dr boxley somebody that they're interviewing you choose to identify yourself as neurodivergent but you shouldn't Uh, unilaterally assign other people that label of neurodivergent is that what you do anyway 888-528-2557 bare minimum Mondays what do you think let me go to the phones here David and Thousand Oaks welcome to Southern California live hey Scott hi David how are you
2: I'm doing all right
1: are you having a bare minimum Monday
2: I am not I have a very stressful job and there's no way and there's no way I could possibly take a bare minimum Monday um matter of fact uh, I've gotten a lot better at multitasking since I started doing this job, and uh I will say this as far as bare minimum Monday as a general rule, I think it's a horrible idea, but sometimes you know when uh, you just gotta you just gotta take take some time to yourself sometimes every once in a while because or else you will burn out
1: right um, that's the other side yeah. there is there is burnout right you said you have a very stressful yeah. job do people do people burn out in your job your field oh uh,
2: you know what? I don't know. They don't seem to. But then again, I get I get a lot of call offs too. People call off all the time. Yeah, I mean, it's probably yeah. related. Probably related. Um, yeah, you, know, you can't really, you can't really just have a a bare minimum day. You you, you probably end up just calling off altogether.
1: Yeah, I think that might uh, that might make some sense there. All right, David, thanks for calling Southern California Live. Well,
2: <laughs> you have one example where. Oh, uh, go ahead. I did do bare minimum. I referee wrestling, and one time I had a tournament on the weekend. I just did not want to be there. I had some family drama going on. And so uh, I just did bare minimum, and uh, I actually, it actually worked out for the better. I, I stayed back from the wrestlers while they, were, while they were refereeing and watched from a distance, just kind of used less energy than I normally do. Uh-huh. And it paid off a whole lot better. It seemed like I was seeing things better. I was making better calls. And uh, quite frankly, that was advice I'd heard from more experienced referees ever since I started.
1: Mm. Well, see, that might be a case in your case where you're still doing your job, but you're actually doing your job better because you uh, you backed off there. Uh, yeah. You know, I think it would be a bad idea for the wrestler to have a bare minimum Monday during his <laughs> match.
2: <laughs> yeah, I've seen that happen, too, and uh, <laughs> it not <doesn't> end well.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking that's, uh, that's going to also make your job easier. You're going to go home sooner. All right. David, thank you so much for your call. 888-528-2557. We're talking about bare minimum Mondays, and this is a trend that is going on where people do not uh, do as much hard work on Mondays, sometimes shorter days, but it's a way to deal with the stress of going into the work week. Is this a good idea? Is this something that works? Uh, Do you practice it? Let us know. 888-528-2557. CC in Long Beach, welcome to Southern California Live.
5: Hi, thank you for taking my call. Um, I think I would have to say there is some truth to what she says, but I don't believe in all of it. I think that um, with society's pressures and the way people get to work every day and and the the rushing of being moms and and dads and working and, you know, doing a lot of multitasking within a day, it's very hard sometimes to balance everything. Mm. And when you have all this in your head going on, it can be stressful and you're not even halfway through your day. Sometimes I find that even when we have planned out our day, it goes a totally different direction. Now, it also depends on what kind of job people have. But I find for me, sometimes when I do chill a bit and relax and just say, okay, Lord, I'm going to let you take over. Let me see what I can do today and what I can't. And sometimes I find I get more accomplished that way than when I'm, I'm hundred you know, trying to make myself 100 different people yeah. here doing different tasks. So I think there's something to that, but I don't think it's all of that. You know what I mean? I think we have to have balance, and we have to know what our priorities are. If you have a project due Monday, of course you have to do that Monday. But if it's something you can put off to Tuesday or Wednesday maybe and work slowly on it, I think the stress is what's killing people and we stress ourselves to think we have to have this done today and this moment at this minute, you know, and I think we need to calm down and chill a bit.
1: Do you think there's another way that people can uh, take time for themselves and plan that into the schedule, you know, a a sense of like an actual day off every week where it really is a day off?
5: If, if if you know, some jobs allow, maybe a couple of hours a day. Maybe don't work the full day and, and take a, you know, maybe end the day early.
1: Yeah, well, that's part or of what she's talking about week. is you, you have yeah. a really slow Monday. Um, but I'm wondering yeah. if that means that your Tuesday now is going to be extra hard and
5: stressful. Again, and I think that's true. I think it depends on the type of job that somebody has that would be able to afforded that type of a luxury right i don't think that i have that full-time luxury but like it's like being a mom you're a full-time mom 24 7 and all it is is what am i going to delegate today or what am i going to do today and put off tomorrow yeah it just depends on what the job would be but i do believe that there's this calming in in thinking things through of what you have to do without completely giving up you know, your whole day's work or or our jobs or what have you. But I do think people do need to start to think a little bit more about what they're going to do in a day instead of stressing out about it.
1: Yeah, I think so. Okay. Uh, Cece, thank you so much for your call. 888-528-2557. We're talking about barely... Uh, bare minimum Mondays, the idea that on Monday, because of all the pressure that's built up over the weekend, that you take Monday slow, just do some stuff for, um, around the house for yourself or keep it a little bit short. Does this work? Is this something you practice? What do you think? Uh, Jerry in Pasadena, welcome to Southern California Live. How you doing? I'm good, Jerry. How are you today? Are you having a bare minimum Monday?
4: No, I'm not, actually. I'm retired. And oh, you have I'm a bare having... minimum every day well, then. Retired. Exactly, but but when I was working, and I think uh, CC. By the way, my name is Gary.
1: Oh, sorry, sorry, Gary. No, well, no
4: worries, no worries. But but I think CC made made a good point in terms of it depends on which job you have, because when you look at bare minimum Mondays, uh, think about someone in need of surgery. I'd hate to be on an operating table and all of a sudden the doctor decides to take a bare minimum day. Well, yeah,
1: hate it when I'm that I'm happens. To wrap it all up. right? So.
4: so When you look at it, it depends on what kind of job you have and what type of priorities you have.
1: Well, there seems to be, obviously, some jobs have a certain degree of flexibility and you can get your job done, you know, at a certain schedule. But shouldn't we work hard at whatever it is that we've been given to do, whether it's brain surgery or maybe you're the one pushing a leaf blower down Gower, shouldn't you just really do it well?
4: Especially when you look at it from a Christian standpoint, because when we go to work, we're working for Christ, and, and should, don't, don't you want to give your best for Christ? Do you want to give him the bare minimum, or do you want to give him your best?
1: Right. And I, I think that's I think- part of where the tension is, is, you know, on the other side of it, though, if you're burning yourself out because you work every day and uh, you're, maybe you're in the wrong profession or something, uh, is that are you, are you giving your best to Christ if you're doing the wrong thing?
4: Well, the bottom line is, when we look at God's example, when He created the, the uh, earth, He took a day off. So sometimes we have to use our time wisely. And ah. when we take our day off, are we fully, you know, taking the time to rest and relax and, and restore?
1: Yeah, Jerry, that I think a big picture. I think that is a uh, a big deal right there. That as I'm reading all this, I'm thinking: Do you is a person really taking a day off, or is they are they taking? We used to say a Sabbath. A real day off where you just check out from your job and you actually rest up.
4: And a lot of people take work home with them and, and aside from that, you know, let's party hard over the weekend or over our days off. And when I show up to work I'm I'm now exhausted and now I'm on a minimum Monday.
1: Yeah, now you can't do it. All right, Jerry, uh, Gary, thank you for your call. I appreciate uh, that. This is Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow. We're talking about barely, uh, I want to say barely, it's bare minimum Mondays. Bare minimum Mondays, this idea that on Monday you just take it easy and uh, get as little done as you really have to get done. And then you'll hit it hard on Tuesday, I guess, in your work week, whatever that works. What do you think about this? The number is 888-528-2557, 888 528 2557. And I got to take a break. Rudy, I'll get to your call and others as soon as we get back from the break. This is Southern California Live. And I'm Scott Furrow. I'll be back as the Monday edition continues. Stay tuned.
2: This is SoCal Live with Scott Furrow. Text Scott right now in the SoCal Live studio at 213-537-3812.
3: You knew it was time for something new. So one Monday last year, you woke up and gave yourself permission to do the absolute bare minimum for work that day. And everything felt different. The pressure was gone. Your work was easier. And you felt better.
1: Welcome back to Southern California Live. We're talking about... Bare Minimum Mondays, a new trend that's been going on for a while now, but it's catching on. It's the idea that when you come back to work after the weekend, that you do the bare minimum on Mondays just to push through, maybe part of the day, and uh, you don't let yourself stress out. It's because of what's called the Sunday Scaries which is the anxiety that you have on Sunday, that some people have on Sunday, about uh, the workday coming up. Is this a good idea? Is this something that's good? Or is it just pushing off the work till Tuesday and now you're going to have the Monday scaries? 888-528-2557 is the number if you'd like to join our conversation. 888-528-2557. Rudy and Brea, welcome to Southern California Live. Hi, Rudy. Thanks, uh, thanks for taking my call. Yeah, thanks for holding on there, Rudy. How are you today?
6: I'm good, how are you? I'm good. What do you think about this? Is this a good idea? I think um well before I answer that, I think uh, to to ask uh where did we come up with the 40-hour work week um should be answered first. Uh it was uh put into law in uh, 1940 and um it was because Cong- there was huge unemployment and there was only so much labor that, uh, most people work many hours, 60 hours, 50 hours a week. Yeah. And, uh, um, they wanted to spread the labor out a little bit more. And then there were big companies that kind of started implementing it. Um, before that, like Henry, like Ford company. And then they started doing, you know, eight hour work, uh, work days, you know, five days a week. And, uh, I'm, I'm grateful that I live, I live in this time where, uh, You know, back in the day, you know, 60-hour work week was the norm.
1: Yeah, and uh, uh, some jobs um, at the turn of the century, you know, you'd work maybe every day. And it was – and for not much money. You're barely making it. Except Christmas. Right, you maybe get Christmas day off. off. Um, I'm wondering – interesting thoughts, probably isn't what you call it, but interesting thought I have is I wonder now with so many people having their – Side gigs, though, if we're getting close to that again, so you got your forty hours in your regular job, and then you drive an Uber for ten or twenty hours, or you're doing whatever, you know, to make ends meet. I, I think we've got another crisis. Um, not sure where we're going to take it. I
6: think the cost of the the cost of living definitely has to do with that. But uh, another point, um, just I thought you'd think this was would be interesting. There was a study out of UK. Um, they sixty one companies. Uh, are in this little research um experiment from cambridge where um from all different industries um they switched to a four hour on um, four day work week mm-hmm. and um at the year mark they they um they just came out with a lot of the results you know seventy five percent less fatigue more uh productivity and uh, most of the companies, um, an overwhelming uh, majority of them, are sticking with the with the research and, uh, experiment and continuing with the four hour four day uh, work week.
1: So, so the four day work week we is that. you'd work ten hours instead of instead of eight, and so you're really well, working the same amount of time, but it's uh, four days instead of five.
6: Well, I, I didn't know if it was a uh, eight or ten hours, uh, but another point, real quick. Um, i think it also depends on if you work hourly or if you work by the piece mm-hmm. like uh um i have my own business and i work i, t- I get orders in from online and uh, mail and i make sewing machine parts and uh, so when and i also uh have a kid so childcare is expensive so i watch my kid most of the time yeah but so when i get orders and I go to the shop to make my, uh, my sewing parts. I try to make as much use of the time that I'm there as, you know, as much as possible. And, uh, I'll, you know, I hustle as hard as I can just so I can get back out of there. And to be honest with you, I don't work for 40 hours a week. I work maybe 25 to 30 hours a week and I still manage to, you know, have a good, good life and a good livelihood, but it just depends. Like if you have your own business, you're going to be working differently than if you're working by the hour. And I think that has something to do with it.
1: Yeah, I think that does have something to do with people's motivation and how they do it, right? Because if you're not getting paid by the hour, then you're paid by the ultimate product. And if you get it done sooner, it kind of depends. You might have a boss who then thinks you don't have enough to do, uh, even right. if you're salaried, right? But in your case, uh, you get to work hard. But you work hard uh, to make this happen and to take care of your kid.
6: Right, right, right. And so. And a lot of people in the sewing industry, they work, you know, in contractor style. You know, they yeah. get paid by by how, what they the jobs that they finish. So, like if you go to a sewing factory, they just outlawed this in in LA. LA just started making factories work um, with the hourly wages. But before that, it was by the piece. So as many pieces that you could make during the day is that's. I mean, they were the reason why they started making the hourly wage because they feared that these factory owners were um, taking advantage of these uh, workers who yeah. many of them are actually, uh, you know, immigrants and stuff like that. So, but yeah, but most most of the sewing industry is actually, you get paid by whatever jobs you accomplish. You don't get a diddle daddle and get paid, you know?
1: Yeah, that is the, uh, I think that's a, you know, for a lot of jobs, that makes a lot of sense, right? Because then you're getting paid for your output, not just for the time. Right. All right. Hey, Rudy, thank you for your call. Appreciate that. This is Southern California Live. What do you think about Barely uh, Bare Minimum Mondays? 888-528-2557. Maybe you also have a job where you have been where you do the 4-day a week. I looked it up and some jobs now what happens is is that you do a week, you work 4 days, but you work 10 hours on those 4 days. You're still working 40 hours. And part of the project that Rudy brought up, I did read in some places, it's only 32 hours. And what they're trying to figure out is, can you be more productive with a 32-hour week rather than a 40-hour week? 888-528-2557. Richie in La Puente, welcome to Southern California Live.
2: Thank you very much. Um, I, I think a lot of the callers have it right that it depends on the type of industry the individual works in. But I think the mindset... Um, that the woman was speaking about makes sense because in Scripture it tells us, be anxious for nothing, nor be discouraged, nor dismayed. And the the anxious anticipation that happens as we're approaching a new week can be crippling, paralyzing, or at least stressful. So being able to have the mindset of, let me just not stress, and kind of have a more of a relaxed mindset, is something that would be valuable and and healthy.
1: There is something to be said about making sure you can be healthy. I'm wondering about this. I'm wondering if people really take a day off, like a real day off, where they turn the phone off, they don't answer their emails. You know, we're we're living in a world where people can contact us. I was with somebody recently who at 10 o'clock in the morning on a Sunday got a, a work call from a bunch of people who were working and panicky about a situation, And there really wasn't much she can do about it, but it it affected her entire day, which really was a day off. I think this happens to a lot of us. There's no real day off. And then I think uh, Monday might be pretty rough if you really didn't take off the weekend. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. All right, Richie, thank you so much for your call. I think it does, you know, callers have said it matters a lot for what kind of job you have. I'm wondering, though, how much of it is working hard and productivity? and maybe i just think of it as uh, a little bit different that i think if you if you are paid by the hour then you work those hours you figure out how to get the most out of those hours personally i always felt that the day goes faster anyway when i'm busy right when i have things to do you get through it uh, a little sooner but some people have jobs where you're not paid by the hour you have a certain amount of work to do and in some of those jobs you can just get it done quicker but in others of those jobs you never get done and I think that's really difficult. Uh, speaking as a as a pastor, you know, pastors burn out constantly. And the numbers, I've seen different statistics about pastors, but it goes anywhere from 400 pastors to 1,500 pastors a month are quitting, quitting because they're burnt out, basically, uh, just tired, where pastors don't take a day off. Pastors don't spend the time with their family that they need to do. And sometimes it's just simply their own inability to – uh, schedule themselves well or turn themselves off that's certainly part uh, of uh in my time as a pastor. sometimes I would have times where you know it was just super busy it 's nothing I could do about it, but then there are other times when really I could have turned it off and didn't and you have to have a certain amount of discipline with all of that you know i I think as i 'm reading this and as I studied this today. There are multiple articles also coming out about taking a f- real day off. It's funny to me, in you know the, the magazine The Atlantic, which is uh, a left-leaning magazine, they usually have some pretty good research in there a lot of the time, though. Uh, pretty good magazine. They've got multiple articles this year. One of them is called A Do-Nothing Day Makes Life Better. And it's all about how you just work really hard to have at least one do-nothing day. Another article, same magazine, this year. Uh, It's called How My Wife and I Took Back Our Sundays. Uh, They weren't going to church in that article, but they decided they're just gonna have the day off and they argue about how much it's worth it. Another article, How to Embrace Doing Nothing. And once again, that article is just about having one day off uh, how Much Leisure Time Do the Happiest People Have is another article. There's multiple articles on the same subject this year. I think it's something people are thinking about, but how do we do this in a responsible way where we're not just being lazy? And I think that's some of the, the tension, right, is that some of the, the tension is is we're just being lazy. We've got work to do, and we're just not going to do it. We're going to put it off, or we're not going to get to it. And, you know, there's another trend that's going on. It's called quietly quitting. And in quietly quitting, you're not really quitting your job, but you're just not going to put extra effort into it. You're not going to work harder than whatever the minimum is ever. So it's not just a a bare minimum Mondays. It's I'm just going to do the bare minimum all the time. And the idea is you're quietly quitting. You're probably not going to go anywhere. You know, eventually you'll move on to some other job. And that is a trend that a lot of people are doing where they just say, nope, I'm not going to do it. I don't think that's good. You know, I think there is a line here where we need to work hard. I think that there is a biblical notion of working hard, but I also think that's why we have the necessary day to take off. God worked 6 days, created 6 days, took the 7th day off, and he rested. And it seems to me as human beings we're built this way. What do you think about this? 8885282557888528 two five five seven. When we get back, I'll give you uh, the Scott Furrow Work Week uh, that I think would be something we could all adopt and maybe do better. Eight 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 five two eight two five five seven is the number. You are listening to Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow, your host. I'll be back as the Monday edition continues.
2: This is SoCal Live with Scott Furrow. Join the conversation now by texting Scott in the SoCal Live studio at 213-537-3812.
3: I actually love the comparison between quiet quitting and bare minimum Monday. Quiet quitting sounds like this big dramatic thing, but it's actually you still showing up for your job and doing good work. You're just rejecting all of the extra hoops that you have to jump through. You're no longer going above and beyond for really nothing. And it's a quiet protest of those behaviors. And that's very similar to how I see bare minimum Monday. It was my response to all of the pressure that I felt every Sunday and Monday. It's me rejecting the idea that my productivity is more important than my well-being, And it feels like a very similar mental model is quiet Quitting, where we swing the other direction to land somewhere in between. I had to tell myself to do the bare minimum in order to not make myself sick over how productive I was being. I think we're seeing a rejection of hustle culture manifest in a lot of different ways and Bare Minimum Monday is definitely one of them.
1: That was Marissa Jo Mays. She is somebody who started something called Bare Minimum Mondays, which is the idea that you have a lot of stress on Sunday called the Sunday Scaries and uh, worried about your job coming up, and then you just take it easy on Monday. You just do the minimum of what you need to do. You take some time for yourself. You go for a walk. You take a nap. You do some housework. You do that kind of thing, and uh, you just get the minimum done, and then you hit it hard on Tuesday, I guess, is what you do. My thought is I wonder if by doing that, though, then now you're going to need a a time-off Tuesday, you know, I'm too tired Tuesday because uh, Monday was kind of a drag, and all, and I'm still stressed because I really didn't get the work done that I'm stressed about. Um, I don't know if that's always true. We've had a lot of calls on this. The number is eight 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 five two eight two five five seven eight 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 five two eight two five five seven. I thought about this, maybe maybe you've got some uh, thought about it. I thought, here's a better week. This is just something I've thought about, and I'm not perfect with this, but my weeks go better when i when I break them out this way. All right. My weeks go better when I have Monday and I call it much to do Monday. It's just get it done. Like whatever things are I'm anxious about, whatever work is just something that I know is is necessary. Emails to get done, phone calls to make, show planning, show prep, meetings to schedule, all of that. Instead of not doing that on Monday, which is the idea of a bare minimum Monday, I think you should do it all on Monday and just push through it. I mean, Mondays they are we, we call them Mondays and we call it blue Monday because Mondays are pretty rough. I got to get out of here. I think I'm gonna lose it.
4: Uh-oh. Sounds like somebody's got a case of the Mondays.
6: Right,
1: I had somebody tell me recently that every day is like a Monday. We we know that there is a sense about Mondays, right? People get that. My thought is that instead of bare minimum Mondays, we should have much to do Monday. Get in early, get it done. Get as much done as you can. Send the emails, schedule the meeting, schedule out your week. And then on Tuesday, call it Try Harder Tuesday. Now, so you're going to get, your, some of you are going to say, oh, you're just piling it on and this is part of the problem, is it working too hard? But this is my thinking. If you've got a Monday through Friday job or you've got the type of job where you work, you know, five days in a row, and maybe you get a couple of days off or maybe you work six because you're working for yourself, um, Try Harder Tuesday, you catch up on emails and on Tuesday you take some risks on Tuesday telephone people instead of emailing them. I hate email. I would get rid of email if it was at all possible today. I have found that I do better if I just call people a lot of the time. And sometimes you want the email because you want the record of it or it's you don't have time for the conversation. And if you're a chatty person like me, sometimes it wastes some time because you end up having a conversation that's about other things. But try harder on Tuesday. See you've had much to do Monday. Try harder Tuesday. Work really hard and then on Wednesday, you're a little bit of a you're a little bit ahead for the week, right? So I call it work ahead Wednesday. Because you've worked hard on Monday and Tuesday, Wednesday now you get to work ahead. You get to start thinking about maybe the following week. Get some more get some of the admin stuff done on Wednesday that you just hate to do. Everybody's job, you you have a part of your job that you hate. I think there's every job. There's just something that you you don't like to do. For me, it's administrative chores that just have to get done and you just got to do them. But whatever that is, make sure you get all that done by Wednesday and work ahead. Get ahead on those things so that you don't have to take it home if you can help it and those things. And then I think Thursday is a better day, not to take it easy, but I call it Thinking Thursday. Take time on Thursday to think. You can only do this if you've worked Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. If you've worked hard to get ahead, to get your stuff done, you're caught up on emails, you've scheduled your meetings, your calendar is, is set, whatever it is, for Thursday and Friday. And so you can take time deliberately on Thursday to just carve it out just to think. You have lunch outside or take a break, read the book that is something that's not leisure, but something that helps you learn and get better at your job. That's the thing about the uh, the quiet quitting thing. This is a trend, okay? Quiet quitting is when you're an employee who puts no more effort into your job than absolutely necessary. You're not really leaving your job. Instead, what you're doing is choosing to stay in your role, but you're not going to improve. You're not going to do things that just sort of add to your job, but you don't really get paid more. I understand the mentality for that. Sometimes it's not fair, but... I think for a lot of people, they wonder why they're not moving ahead. I think they think, why is it that I don't get that better job or why is it that this next step doesn't happen? And part of it is, well, you just, it's just the way it is. You have to do that extra work. And see, if you're a thinker, if you take time to actually think, John Maxwell has a whole book about it called, I think, Thinking for a Change or something. And in in that book, he recommends that you go and you get a thinking chair. Some place in your house or someplace that you just go and the purpose of that chair, the purpose of that place that you have set aside is just to think and to think about the stuff in your life or to think about how to do your job better. I think this is an important part to put into your week is to how do I get better at my job? What is it that I can learn so that I'm more effective? See, and if you've if you've done the emails, you've done the hard work, if on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday you've got your schedule done, you've got all this stuff done then you have time for a thinking Thursday. Does that make sense to you? And then finish well Friday. See, you get your work done on Friday. You think about this. You think about if if Sunday is hard for you because you start worrying about work and you're worrying about what's coming up. I think you can make that easier if you finish well on Friday. You get your work done on Friday so that you can have some time in the weekend, whenever your weekend is, but if it's Friday, and then you're off Saturday and Sunday or maybe you're just off Sunday some time to just clock out mentally that's a huge deal for me I know I'm doing much better if I can just clock out for a while if I don't feel like I have to answer my phone if I can put turn my phone off put it on do not disturb I have that setting um take off all of the the notifications you get off on your phone that's one of the best things I ever did was I took off notifications for except for things that I definitely need and especially the social media notifications they they just wreck your day because it's usually something kind of fun right you look down but it's a distraction get rid of that just do your work get it done see and you ask yourself what am i going to be stressed about on sunday get that done so that you're not return calls get your emails and set yourself up for a good weekend a restful weekend a weekend with your friends or your family and then hit it hard again on Monday. Because then you can, if this is your schedule, right, you say to yourself, you know what, I'm done. It's Friday. I'm clocking out. Monday, I'm going to hit it hard. I'm going to get in early and I'm going to make my week better. Now, I don't always do that. And Mondays are hard. And I get that. That's why we call them Mondays. But I think this matters. And then in a bigger sense, though, maybe the hardest thing for us to have discipline with is to actually take that day off. There's a disagreement that people might have about whether or not Christians need to take a Sabbath day and what that actually means and what day it has to be, and you know, we can get in the weeds and all of that. But I think that we're made to take a day off, at least one real day off, when as people who are in the image of God, who took a day off after his creation, what I have found is that when I take a real day off, and I've seen this with other people, when they take a real day off, they don't do any work, they don't do work emails. They don't do work texts. They don't do stuff at work. They just take a real day off. They rest. They go for a walk. They exercise. They go to a sporting event. If you're going to read a book, you know, read something that is not related to work. Go read a novel. Go read something that is classic. One time I decided to sit down and I wanted to, I read all the monster books. You know I wondered why, why did we talk about Frankenstein and why did we talk about Dracula, and why were these stories things that have carried into movies and other stuff? And I thought, you know what, I should read those books, And you know what it was great, and I discovered. Dracula is uh, kind of ends terribly in the book and that's why the movies never reflect the Dracula book because the, the book's kind of different. It's interesting though. And I thought Frankenstein was a a great book. I should talk about that one day. I thought it was a really good book and there's a lot of arguments about what that book means, but I think what it means is actually pretty profound. And you learn why those things uh turn into something. But you you have that extra time and read your bible, take time to pray. Ask yourself, how am I doing when I, um, am I discipling people? How is my family doing? How can I pray for them? See, that's what we should be doing on that day off. And I think it gets our mindset in the best place possible in order to hit it hard during our week. And then we can do our work just as the scriptures tell us to, as unto the Lord, to work really hard as unto the Lord. As the Christian, that's what we're supposed to do. And I think part of that is taking the day off. Part of that is having the discipline to go through your schedule and do it in such a way that it provides space for that day off, that it provides enough space so that you can spend it with your family, your spouse, your kids, your friends, whatever your situation is, that you can do those things that you need to do. That's my thought. That's uh, some of my advice. I got to go here and we're going to have hour two. We'll talk about some things in the news, including all the snow up in the mountains and some things going on there. This is Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow, your host. We'll be back with hour two as the Monday edition continues. Stay tuned.